millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. I want to thank all of you for joining me. Thank you to those of you keeping the chats comfy over there on Pilled.net, also over on Rumble.com. You may have noticed, or maybe you didn't because you just came straight to the, the show, but my my Rumble channel was somehow broken. Like, the banner was not there, so I updated it. So now hopefully everybody is clear that that actually is my channel. I've had people asking me. But regardless, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Good morning to our Australian correspondent, Mr. One and Only Vector117. The House has set the date for the very first impeachment hearing. It's coming up rather quickly. Kevin McCarthy may be on his way out as Speaker of the House, and a subpoena has been submitted for Hunter Biden. Things are heating up. John Fetterman, back in the news for totally being a weirdo. New details on the disappearance of the F-35, a $100 million stealth vehicle, the pinnacle of military engineering. 
<laughs> sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We'll be right back after this. Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833 3-6-2-0-0-8. Invest with mydigitalmoney.com today, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this beautiful September day, September 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Chops ITMC, that is a sick graphic over there at pilled.net over on the foxhole. My friends on the foxhole hanging out with us, everybody keeping it comfy. Also over there on Rumble, I see that we actually have another Australian correspondent in the audience. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Linnaeus or something like that saying hello from Sydney. Well, I think, oh, there it is. Lizenhouse. Lizenhouse. Good morning from Sydney. Good morning to you as well. Thank you very much for joining us bright and early. If I'm not mistaken, it's actually the 20th for you. Isn't that true? You guys are viewing this program in the past. You are chatting with us from the future. It's a bit of a mind twister, but that's what happens with time zones. So, you guys, I have so many interesting stories. I want to make sure I get to all of them today, so we're going to jump right into it, beginning with the latest gibberish coming from the mouth of one Senator John Fetterman. Now, John thought he was going to be cute. The DNC is trotting him out to do the Talking Head programs. I believe he was on MSNBC with uh, one of the their standard mainstream media hack shills. And he was talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene and her recent escapades, uh, showing off pictures of Hunter Biden in the laptop, all of these very compromising positions. Now, of course, this is kind of stemming from the recent incident we just had with um, uh, Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert, over the weekend, went on a date with somebody in Denver. They went to Beetlejuice. Apparently, they were vaping in the theater. They were also groping each other. I think the whole thing was a setup. That guy turns out to be a Democrat who owns a gay-friendly drag bar or something like that. Uh, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, the Democrats sent somebody in, Lauren Boebert, she's 
just getting a divorce. Maybe she's a little lonely. She meets somebody, pays attention to her. They go in to Beetlejuice, and he ends up copping a feel. She cops a feel. They both take a hit off the vape, and then all of a sudden, somebody takes them out. Also, somebody just happened to be right there taking uh, footage of them. I couldn't tell that was Lauren Boebert from a distance. I'm not so sure that guy knew that was Lauren Boebert, except for the fact that somebody said, hey, film that woman right there. We're going to use this as a hit piece. But the thing is, she's a young, vibrant, good-looking woman. She is uh, bringing the MAGA agenda to Congress, and I could really care less. You know, I understand that uh, congressmen, they should be held to a higher standard. Uh, But when the Democrats are giving us stroke victims like John Fetterman, Dianne Feinstein, uh, you know, and all the rest, what are Republicans to do, really? You know, at least... Lauren Lauren Boebert is young enough and vibrant enough to formulate a complete sentence, unlike John Fetterman. So let's go ahead and take a listen to John Fetterman's comments about Marjorie Taylor Greene and her exposure of Hunter Biden. Take a listen. Uh, what, what do you say to that? Well, you know, her platform, you know, really, she runs on more and more dingling, you know, picks, you know, on uh, in the the, me- the meetings uh, over in, in the Congress. So, again, uh, I, I'm not really sure why she cares how I dress, uh, but, you know, she really takes it a different way. So John Fetterman, in response to Marjorie Taylor Greene suggesting that he dresses like a slob. I mean, he does. And the Democrats had to change the dress code so that he didn't have to show up in a suit. I guess he did a couple of times, but he just decided a a hoodie and some carpenter pants would be better. Now, shortly after this interview on MSNBC, he also went on CNN and he had this to say. My dingling, my dingling, I want you to play with my dingling. This act is over. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh. I'd like to Oh, I apologize. That was actually Millhouse from The Simpsons. And uh, he actually strings together a series of verbs, uh, consonants, uh, vowels, all of them together in a better manner than John Fetterman actually does. So thank you to RNC Research for putting out that clip of John Fetterman. Here is a real life picture of John Fetterman uh, at a Senate press conference. You can see, I mean, at, at, the, at least this is a clean Carhartt hoodie, uh, at least least he, he, you know, it's not smeared in grease or something like that. Uh, but like I said, I, I think that honestly, congressmen should be held to a higher standard. But when this is what's happening in the 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 house of the first family right here, Hunter Biden hanging out with hookers and smoking crack and all of that, uh, I think that we have a responsibility to bring it to the American people so that they know exactly what's going on. OK, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit more about the strangeness, the high strangeness surrounding the missing F-35 jet. Once again, the pinnacle of military engineering, the star of our fleet, the pearl in our oyster. Yesterday, it went missing, and I suggested on the program yesterday that perhaps that jet had been hacked. Now, I think the military may have confirmed that for us because not only are they still looking for the jet, well, there's a, there's an alleged debris field. We'll talk about that in a moment. I got some video. But they actually took all of the F-530, F-35 jets and they put them on a two-day stand-down order. That indicates to me 
that there is an overarching problem and they're aware of it. And so now they need to figure out what exactly caused this jet, which they referred to as a zombie jet, meaning that it flew on its own after that pilot ejected. And they need to determine exactly what happened. I tend to believe that it is likely that the Chinese actually hacked into our systems and were controlling that jet remotely. Freight Awakening says it's been one day since Zach has killed or maimed an innocent frog. Yes, uh, one day without a workplace accident here at Gitmo Media Productions. So uh, thank you, Fredo. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Green Star actually made a, uh, a touching video in memoriam for that frog last night. And I actually got some more pictures of additional frogs hanging out in my backyard. I keep saying I'm going to post those to Telegram. I'm going to do like a, a, a big photo album after this. And then you guys will be able to see it. Mm, let's see. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so... The Marine Corps has put all of their F-35s on a two-day stand-down order. That means that no one can be flying these jets, and the only reason they would do that is if they thought there was a systemic problem. So General Eric Smith, who is the highest-ranking officer in the United States Marine Corps, called on all aviation units, both inside and outside the United States, to stand down because this F-35 vanished without a trace. Let me remind you, it's got a transponder. Let me remind you, it's the freaking U.S. military. If anybody knows how to track anything, you would believe it to be the Marine Corps or any branch of the U.S. Armed Forces. So this pilot who was piloting the F-35B Lightning suffered some unknown mishap. They still have not told us exactly what it was that caused him to be ejected from the aircraft. He did not face any life-threatening injuries. He parachuted out and he landed in a residential neighborhood. So this aircraft was believed to be on autopilot, and that's why apparently they have no idea where it went. But again, this two-day stand-down order leads me to believe that there is a systemic problem that they have yet to identify or diagnose. And so they need to the, uh, the that two days, that 48 hours, to go through all of their craft, examine their computer systems, the programming that runs on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had mentioned the possibility of the, the Chinese spy balloon, maybe, or a Chinese submarine having something to do with the hacking of this vehicle. But who to say that we don't have Chinese uh, uh, transistors and and uh, and silicon and chips and stuff inside these planes because I mean that that market was opened up a long time ago and uh, although that's definitely something we wouldn't have done in the past the U.S. government has gotten lax on the type of business they're willing to do with uh, with China and other other places like that so uh, the Marine Corps Commandant has said he has full confidence in the aviation units and he felt that this was the right and prudent thing to do before they have another incident uh, such as what happened yesterday. Now, I mentioned a debris field. Well, they have now claimed that the jet actually crashed in South Carolina. And let me actually show you the video of what they allege is the debris field. And tell me if this reminds you of Shanksville, Pennsylvania, because that's exactly what it looks like to me. All right, now the volume is very low. This is like somebody recording it on their TV, with their phone. You've got like some kind of a hole in the ground. You've got little bits of stuff 
strewn throughout the forest. I'm not saying something didn't crash here. I mean, it kind of looks like there was something that went down. You've got trees that went down. Uh, but still, no no pieces of a plane. No, no bits of a plane. No engines. Nothing like that. Here is a better video. Much better video. And we can really see with clarity, not quite 4K, but certainly 1080, there is definitely something that knocked these trees down, and there are bits and pieces of something, but I simply don't see a plane. I don't see anything to indicate that an F-35 went down in this particular location. So they've got the area cordoned off. <clears throat> it's not too residential, uh, but certainly it is with, within distance of civilization. Uh, let me also tell you, I actually received emails from people who live in this area, the area where they claim it went down. And the people who live here say that there hasn't been a single report of a crash. There has been no smoke plume that came up from the ground, no witnesses on the ground to suggest that a jet actually did go down in the manner they're describing. So that, again, leads me to believe that there is some suspicious activity. So let's take a look and see if there is any new information contained herein on this second article. Doesn't look like it, only that the debris was discovered two hours northeast of uh, northeast of Joint Base Charleston. Now, this article from just about two hours ago from MSN does have a little bit more information. So they say that the jet went down on Sunday after a mishap or malfunction. Now, a mishap, you know, that sounds like when you trip over your scarf or something like that, not when you lose a $100 million uh, stealth jet. However, malfunction, that sounds perhaps a, a little bit more reasonable. So, they are currently in the process of uh, recovering as much as what they can from this debris field. Now, the officials at the Marine Corps and within the U.S. government has still not specified, uh, you know, what point they are at in their recovery operation, uh, where they're at in terms of their investigation, only to say that it's ongoing. They also have yet to publicly comment on what it was exactly that forced this pilot to eject. Uh, Nancy Mace, Representative Nancy Mace, a Republican of South Carolina, she did come out and say it's very frustrating to not have any answers. And I stress to you one more time, this is a $100 million, highly sophisticated stealth aircraft, the pearl in the oyster of the U.S. military. South Carolina law enforcement officers uh, were flying a helicopter, and apparently they're the ones who located the aircraft and uh, the debris about 60 miles north of Charleston yesterday around 5 p.m. So right around the time that I was first reporting on it uh, is when they initially found the debris field. So local law enforcement and Marine Corps emergency reclamation teams have confirmed this debris to be from an F-35B. Hopefully it's the only one that's gone missing. Certainly it's the only one that they have uh, they've made us aware of. Uh, and they have cordoned off and secured the area so that they can pick up all of the pieces. Now, uh, the name of the pilot has also not been released. 
We still only have the information that he sustained no major injuries. He's in stable condition. He was discharged yesterday. No civilians have been uh, uh, notified of any uh, sort of injuries to have come from the ground. Uh, but the uh, the pilot ejected himself from the aircraft at an altitude of approximately 1,000 feet. So he, he was pretty close to the ground. Uh, and at the time that he ejected, he was one mile north of the Charleston International Airport. That is uh, basically in the backyards of residential areas. So, again, I find it highly suspicious that no one on the ground saw this take place. Now, uh, the the uh, the investigation is probably going to take some time. Uh, are they going to tell us everything? I doubt it. I think that this is uh, fairly embarrassing for the United States military at this time. Uh, Nancy Mace, she's been critical of the handling of the incident, obviously because it's her home state. Uh, she said not to be able to provide answers to the community. You know, when mistakes happen, we should be able to take responsibility for it and communicate and be transparent with the public. I agree with her. I mean, obviously, we want to know what's going on. And I, I personally, I, I'm, I'm worried about pilots having issues like this in the future. So uh, Colonel Steve Ganyard uh, is uh, is uh, a retired colonel, but he spoke on the issue. He said, even though it's a stealth aircraft, Losing a stealth aircraft is hard to understand. It does seem ridiculous that an aircraft this expensive, this sophisticated, could just vanish. And I think that is echoing the sentiments of all of us out here in the public. Uh, so the transponder was on the F-35, could have helped to locate it, but the Marine Corps said the device wasn't functioning. Let me just say that should be one of your pre-flight checks. If you're going to be sending a $100 million stealth aircraft up into the air, you probably want to make sure that your transponder is working. So hoorah. And uh, I, that's, of course, not the fault of the Marines. I think I, I put that squarely in the lap of uh, leadership because uh, right now the military is more concerned with sex reassignment surgeries than they are with making sure that uh, these planes and, and, and the soldiers in our military are, are ready for battle. All right. So interesting stuff. I was looking at holsters yesterday, and now that's like the only thing that I see on all of these websites. So if anybody knows a good supplier uh, for a, uh, a leather shoulder holster that could fit a, uh, a 45 uh, 1911, let me know, and uh, I'd like to pick it up. So Next on the docket, the House has scheduled their first Biden impeachment inquiry. And, of course, the House Republicans have notified the public that on Thursday, September 28th, our first hearing will be held in the, in the uh, Washington, D.C. state capitol. So uh, Kevin McCarthy has announced this impeachment inquiry over the uh, alleged interactions Joe Biden had with his son, Hunter. I only say alleged because it hasn't been proven in the court of law yet, even though I'm fairly certain we all know exactly what Joe has been doing. Uh, James Comer is going to be leading uh, as the chair of the House Oversight Committee. He's going to be holding the first hearing to further investigate the involvement that Joe and Hunter had in their business dealings together, and of course, the continued and ongoing corruption and abuse of power allegations that Joe Biden has been engaging in since the moment he stepped foot in Washington, D.C. He said the House Oversight Committee will hold its first hearing on the impeachment inquiry next Thursday, September 28th. The hearing will focus on constitutional and legal questions surrounding the president's involvement in corruption and abuse of public office. The committee also 
intends to subpoena Hunter and James Biden's personal and business bank records as early as this week. The Oversight Committee will continue to follow the evidence and money trail to provide the transparency and accountability that Americans demand from their government. I'm honestly a little bit shocked that they haven't subpoenaed those records yet. Uh, And I'm also a little bit shocked that they're announcing that they're going to be subpoenaing that information before they actually have done it. Because, you know, now James and Hunter Biden can go into their emails and just delete everything. Uh, I mean, look at what uh, Hillary Clinton did. She knew that her information had been subpoenaed and her and her campaign team went out and smashed their blackberries with hammers. So I think it's quite clear that the Democrats are willing to do whatever needs to be done to make sure that they don't get exposed for the criminal actions they've been engaging in. So. This is some bittersweet news here, but after nearly three years, the Department of Justice has finally, finally indicted what many people believe to be the mastermind of the events of January 6th. That would be a man by the name of Raymond Epps. Why do we consider him to be the mastermind? Well, he was caught on video more than anybody else suggesting to the crowd that they enter the Capitol building. He was the first person I heard saying, we got to go inside the Capitol building. Uh, And all this time, the FBI had taken him off of the most wanted list. Uh, It seemed like the government didn't want to talk to him except for the January 6th committee, which allowed him to come in and testify behind closed doors. And then they basically put out a press release exonerating him, saying that he had done nothing wrong. I truly believe that Ray Epps is allegedly some sort of a federal informant. And the charges we are seeing today, which, as you'll find, are fairly limited in their scope, Uh, are nothing more than a cleanup job that the DOJ is engaging in because the American people are pissed off about the way this subject has been handled. You know, we have people who didn't even enter the Capitol, and uh, they have been charged. uh, They're facing years in prison, decades in some cases. People who did not engage in any sort of violence or anything. If you remember this girl right here, I believe she was like actually related to a uh, like a, a talk show host or something like that. I can't remember exactly what her family lineage is. Um, was it like Adam Carolla or uh, who's who's the guy who used to do the man show with him? Jimmy something or other. I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, anyways, she, she was like at Nancy Pelosi's desk or at somebody's desk making phone calls. And she was smoking a joint. I mean, that's that's a joint. In her mouth, if I'm not mistaken, like a big old spliff, uh, Rasta style spliff right there. And uh, Ray Epps, I mean, he sent text messages saying, you know, hey, I I did (laughs) 9-11, not 9-11. I did January 6th. Look look at that. Even in uh, even in my brain, I connect the two. And that's because they've done that over and over again. Well, Ray Epps is the only guy from January 6th uh, that was caught Early on, urging Trump supporters to enter the Capitol. So this charge is for one misdemeanor count of disorderly conduct. What a slap in the face. Honestly, like so annoying to see this. This is so clearly the Department of Justice being forced to file charges against Ray Epps. Let's go ahead and take a look at what the count says. On or about January 6, 2021, within the District of Columbia, James Ray Epps Sr. did knowingly and with intent to impede and disrupt the orderly conduct of government business and official functions, 
engage in disorderly and disruptive conduct in and within such proximity to a restricted building and grounds. That is any posted, cordoned off, and otherwise restricted area within the United States Capitol and its grounds where the vice president was and would be temporarily visiting. When and so that such conduct did in fact impede and disrupt the orderly conduct of government business and official functions and attempted and conspired to do so. Disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or ground in violation of Title 18, U.S. Code 1752A2. So what's interesting is that uh, there are a number of people who have been charged for a lot more serious stuff. And when they got to the Capitol grounds, there was no signage. There was no fence. There was nothing to indicate that it was a restricted area. And that's because when Ray Epps got there, he was like the first person on the front line, and he told the people that he was with to break those barriers down, to flip those bike racks and push through and force their way onto the Capitol grounds. Uh, so to uh, to see him being charged with disorderly conduct is just such a slap in the face to the men who have been held without due process for nearly three years inside the D.C. Gulag. And, of course, Jake, he's been shipped all around the United States. Here is Ray Epps hanging out with one John Sullivan. His father was a high-ranking military official. He was posting in his uh, private discord about uh, showing up to January 6th, pretending to be a Trump supporter and riling up the crowd. He did a fair amount of work in the same way that Ray Epps did to get people to enter the Capitol. He also has no charges as far as I'm concerned, and that probably has something to do with his familial relations. So on the eve of the January 6th protest, Ray Epps shows up. He's got a MAGA hat on, But he's defending Antifa. He tells the crowd at that time, we need to go into the Capitol on January 6th. And uh, then he apparently made demands standing next to Antifa organizer John Sullivan right there. Did he and John Sullivan know each other? Or were they both separate ringleaders from different parts of this op and they just happened to be there with each other that time? Um This was, of course, the night before January 6th, uh, the day before Vice President Mike Pence uh, declined to review the votes and just shoved it through. Uh, Now, Ray Epps has uh, placed uh, uh, himself at the center of all of this. He has no one to blame but himself. But he has gone after a couple of reporters and news outlets who have positioned him as a likely ringleader on January 6th. Well, these charges prove that Ray Epps did have criminal culpability on January 6th, and that's a good thing. Grumblebee, thank you very much for joining as a member. Freight Awakening, weren't you going to interview Epps' daughter, or am I thinking of someone else? Yes, I'm still going to interview Epps' daughter, and thank you for reminding me I need to I need to actually call her and, and get her on the schedule. You guys, right now I am legit booked until December. Like I have so many, like the whole month of October, the whole month of November, and I'm booking for December right now. Kind of crazy. I got Sleazy P. Martini on the phone today too. He's coming at the end of November. All right. So Ray Epps, keep your eyes open for him. If justice is not dead in America, then perhaps there will be superseding indictments against him in the same way that there have been superseding indictments against another man who did nothing wrong. Donald John Trump, the rightful president of the United States of America. So before we get into that, I need you to sit back and take a breath because we're going to be right back after this very special message from the sponsor of the second half of the program. 
You know, a lot of people don't understand that digestive issues are frequently caused by a toxin that's present in virtually all of the, quote, healthy foods scientists have been telling us to eat with their fraudulent food pyramid for the longest time. And according to Dr. Gundry, who is a world-renowned cardiologist and best-selling author, it's these toxins that cause the issues so many people face. Millions of people nationwide are living in agony every single day. And the warning signs include weight gain, fatigue, digestive discomfort, stiff and achy joints, and even skin problems. And you see, Dr. Gundry explains these side effects are often mistaken for the normal signs of aging because they usually develop over a matter of years. You see, this is progressive. In some cases, it even takes decades. And because we've been lied to, you probably have no idea that the damage to your digestive system is likely caused by these health foods, and it's far from normal. Now, the good news is you can fix this yourself from the comfort of your own home. It's really very simple. You just have to know which foods are actually healthy and which foods contain this hidden toxin. So you can find out for yourself by clicking the link in the description below. GutCleanseProtocol.com forward slash Zach. Once again, that's gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Z-A-K. Because after years of research, Dr. Gundry has decided to release an informative video to the public, totally free and uninterrupted, showcasing exactly which foods you need to avoid. So once again, click the link in the description below to visit gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Zach and find that free video. You're going to thank me for it because it's totally free. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back. Let's move on to some discussion about our President Donald J. Trump. So he is the front runner. He's going to have the nomination. Even Kevin McCarthy over the weekend was uh, chatting with Maria Bartiromo, and he said Donald Trump has the nomination locked up. There is no one, no one who can even attempt to approach the popularity of Donald J. Trump, the love that the American people have for him. Well, Donald Trump believes the same thing that I do. He has the nomination. Therefore, there is no reason for him to debate these other people who are simply auditioning to be vice president of the United States. Let's be clear. So rather than attend the second GOP debate, Donald Trump is sending another message to the RNC. A big middle finger. He's going to be skipping the debate. And instead, he's going to be addressing the United Auto Workers in Detroit. Now, this is very, very interesting. It's key because it points to a massive shift taking place in America. The UAW vote has been traditionally locked up by Democrats. What do they call blue collar blue vote? Generally speaking, the UAW would always endorse the Democrat candidate. But here's the thing. The Democrats have done nothing but ship UAW jobs overseas. They've done nothing but kill American manufacturing. Donald Trump was the only one who ever stood up to NAFTA. He was the only one who ever stood up for the rights and for the security of America's workforce. So he's going to be addressing the UAW. And I'm going to predict right now that they are going to officially endorse Donald J. Trump for president in 2024. So by skipping this September 27th debate, instead, he's going to be moving his speech to Detroit. He's going to be addressing a crowd of at least 500 current and former union members. Now, this is hot on the heels of the UAW announcing their strike uh, at three major plants in Detroit for the big three automakers that still have plants there in Detroit. Now, 
Uh, this is the first time in history that the 150,000 members of the United Auto Workers have all struck at the same time against the big three auto manufacturers. It began at midnight last week after no deal was reached. Now, the whole thing goes back to Joe Biden and the Democrats' Green New Deal. They're pressing of American uh, uh, auto manufacturers to build electric vehicles. Now, at these big three automakers, even though they're all having, you know, differing degrees of success when it comes to electric vehicles, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, which was the newly formed creation after the merger of Fiat and Chrysler and the PSA group, um, all three of these automakers are building electric vehicles to some degree, but they're not doing it with union workers. They are essentially vehicles that are less labor intensive. So really they're cheaper overall, although the components are perhaps more expensive and getting more expensive every single day because of the out of control inflation here in the United States. But Donald Trump understands uh, we've got gas. We've got energy. The United States is sitting on billions and billions and billions, maybe trillions of dollars of energy right here. We have the infrastructure already set up. We have gas stations on every corner, in every city, in every state across this entire beautiful United States. The one thing we don't have are Tesla chargers, okay? And even if you have Tesla superchargers, you're still going to have to wait 30 minutes or more if you want to get up to 80% of your batteries refilled. Does anybody here have any desire to drive across the United States, stopping every two hours to refill your car for 30 minutes to two hours, depending on exactly how good those chargers are? And also, it requires you to take circuitous loops throughout the United States because, of course, they don't have charging stations everywhere that they should. It would be one thing if we could drive on the parkway and every single place they had a gas pump, they also had a charging station. Uh, then maybe it would make sense to drive electric vehicles. But as we saw very recently with Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, driving her fleet of electric vehicles across the United States, there are not enough pumps. They were showing up at these places. They were monopolizing the chargers and real people trying to get to their jobs or hang out with their families were unable to do so. Coyote Patriot says after Ford Motor Company rammed EV commercials down our throats, their new commercial shows gas and diesel trucks, Mustangs racing and ending with the statement because we are all in on America. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I'm actually really happy that the CEO of Ford had the experience that he did just recently with the uh, the Ford Lightning. Uh, you know, those Ford Lightnings are a nightmare. All right. Uh, when those things break, they brick like there is nothing you can do. It's not like, you know, if something goes wrong with your car and it's a gas combustion engine, you know, chances are pretty good. You can at least limp it along until you can get to a service station or get it back to the dealership and they're going to be able to go ahead and take care of you. But if you're in the middle of traffic and something goes wrong with one of those computer components on these brand new fangled electric vehicles that cost you a hundred thousand dollars or more, you're screwed. And then again, who has four hours to sit at the pump waiting for 
your car to recharge. And quite often, the cost of recharging your vehicle is far more expensive than actually filling it up with good old American petrol. So the president of the USA, UAW, Sean Fain, told an audience on Facebook Live just last night that the strike uh, at these three target assembly plants, which are going to be a GM plant in Missouri, a Stellantis plant in Ohio, and a Ford plant in Michigan. And again, it's the first time all three manufacturers have been targeted at at the exact same time, so it could have major impacts on vehicle manufacturing in an industry that has already been on the decline and very, very difficult to get cars pushed out that people can afford since the pandemic back in 2020. You know, they have a, a lot of cars on the lot. They just don't have cars that people can actually pay for. Interest rates are insane right now, 8 to 15%. Uh, if you are looking at a vehicle that's over $35,000, you know what, you're going to be paying, what, $800 a month, something crazy like that? You know, most people can't do that. I, 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 yeah, it's just not tenable, and that's why we've got vehicles piling up on these lots and people unable to afford them. So a campaign source at Donald Trump's campaign noted that President Trump wants to speak to this crowd uh, so that he can obviously tell them what his plans are for the future here in America. We've got plumbers, pipe fitters, electricians. Uh, we've got the UAW. There are a lot of union workers in this nation. And although the union might be corrupt... The people that work for that union are real people. They need money. They need to be able to work to support their families, and they deserve to be able to work to support their families. You know, in many of these instances, uh, people, the unions get a lot of flack <clears throat> for shutting things down and for wanting more money. Everybody should be able to afford their home, their car, their groceries, and uh, whatever incidental costs they have every month. And we should be able to save up enough money so that we don't have to live in poverty when we retire. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, that's a pipe dream nowadays. So the unions are doing what they can to get the, the money for these workers so that they can continue to live. The problem comes because the executives at these companies have gotten multi-million dollar raises year over year. They are filthy rich. And rather than putting that uh, that money uh, into the companies and into the workers, they're putting it into their own pockets. So uh, I hope that we can have sort of a, a transition here in America where these corporations realize that they need us if they want to survive. I'm not going to be buying something if it's not built here in America. I'm certainly not going to be buying an electric vehicle built in China so that I have to pay more to charge it with electricity uh, than I would be paying if I was just filling it up with gas. So uh, every fiber of our union is being poured into fighting the billionaire class and an economy that enriches people like Donald Trump at the expense of workers. This is the UAW president, Sean Fain, in a statement to CNBC. Uh, that does not say anything about the actual people who are members of the UAW. Remember, Sean Fain represents that most corrupt aspect of the United Auto Workers, of any of these unions. The ones who rise up to leadership 
They're the ones who are getting paid the most. They're the ones who are greasing the wheels, glad-handing, if you will, kissing babies and showing up to uh, multi-millionaire events, uh, making sure that they're raising money for the candidates. And they're the ones who tell the United Auto Workers who they should be voting for. I think there's going to be a revolt this year. And no matter what Sean Fain says, uh, this is going to be a massive turnout from the auto, the UAW and other unions all across America. So. President Trump posted this to Truth Social, a new CBS poll, has him leading the field by legendary numbers. Trump, 62 percent, 46 points above DeSanctimonious, who is crashing like an ailing bird. Ramaswamy, 7 percent. Pence, 5 percent. Scott, 3 percent. Haley, 2 percent. Sloppy Chris Christie, 2 percent. Ada Hutchinson, (laughs) 1%. The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders, and military. Biggest ever tax cuts and regulation cuts. No inflation. Strongest economy in history and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates. Good for you, POTUS. Good for you. All right. So it's also kind of interesting that President Trump has announced this trip to Michigan, while at the same time, we have brand new news coming out of Michigan. Former Senator Patrick Kolbeck, who has been doing a lot of work on the elections from 2020 and on, uh, and he has recently obtained brand new evidence from Wayne County. This is the largest county in the state of Michigan, showing that in their 2020 general election certification, some signatures were missing. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. I've got a stray hair on my mustache and it keeps going up into my nose. God, I need to trim and I just I haven't the last couple of days. All right. So the official narrative promoted by Michigan election officials has been that Joe Biden defeated President Donald J. Trump in the 2020 election by nearly one hundred and fifty five thousand votes, one hundred and fifty four thousand one hundred and eighty eight. Thereby, Michigan's 16 electoral college votes were awarded to Joseph Robinette Biden, the most popular president in history. Now, on the basis of that narrative, on July 18th, 2023, current Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel indicted each of the 16 Republican alternate electors. She charged them with eight felony counts each, and that included forgery and conspiracy charges. Now, these charges all hinge upon the assertion that the 2020 election was lawfully certified. Was it really? Well, are you sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? (laughs) The truth will out. You cannot hide from the truth. I know you don't want the truth, Dana Nessel. But the truth will find you. Wayne County, Michigan, as I said, is the largest county by population in the state of Michigan. Therefore, it is extremely consequential. Also, it is Democrat controlled. Now, according to the official Wayne County election records for the 2020 general election, 597,170 votes were cast for Joe Biden. And 264,553 were cast for President Trump. That's a margin of 332,617 in favor of Joe Biden. Here's the kicker. If those votes were not lawfully certified, the statewide vote margin would flip to reveal a 178,429 margin of victory for President Donald J. Trump in the state of Michigan. So that means that due to what appears to be a discrepancy, President Donald J. Trump and not 
Joseph Robinette Biden would be the rightful owner of Michigan's 16 electoral college votes for the 2020 election. So the question is, are there compelling legal grounds to assert that the 2020 election results in Wayne County were not lawfully certified? I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Yes, there are. So in Michigan, county election results are certified by the county board of canvassers. The powers and duties of these county board of canvassers are defined in Michigan statute MCL 168.24a. The act of canvassing is equivalent to conducting an audit or a thorough examination of election records. Each county in Michigan has four appointees to the county board of canvassers. Two of them are Republicans and two of them are Democrats. Now, per that statute, MCL 168.24E, a minimum of three canvassers must agree before any action of that board becomes effective, including certification. So if anything less than three are there to certify the results of the election, it's not a legal certification. It's illegal. Which is exactly why alternate electors are chosen by both Democrats and Republicans sent along in the event that there is a challenge to the election. So what do we know about the history of certification in Wayne County in order to better understand how someone could logically assert that the 2020 general election in Wayne County was not lawfully certified, we need to compare the election paperwork from 2016, 2018, and 2020 in the general elections, all in Wayne County. Now, the good news is these have been obtained by the Michigan Grassroots Alliance via Freedom of Information Act requests. These are regular people who have been working to get the evidence and the information to prove that the election was stolen. Thank God for them. For anybody out there who has up until this point said that 2020 is over, there's no possible way that we can figure anything out and we'll never have any effect. Oh, we can't do anything. Here's proof that you can. So let's take a look. The 2016 general election was clearly certified by all four county canvassers. Let me just blow this up for everyone at home. Take a look at that. Official county vote totals. General election, Tuesday, November 8th, 2016. We hereby certify. And it's signed by all four members of the county board of canvassers. And then it is attested to by the clerk of the county board of canvassers. All right, good stuff. Cool, that's exactly what we would expect to see. Let's take a look now at the 2018 general election. Wow, something something happened here. Only three canvassers signed the 2018 general election paperwork. Now, this technically is a sufficient number of canvassers supporting the results in that certification. So this decree has the full effect of law, and it is a lawful certification. Take a look here. We've got three signatures certifying the official county vote totals. Tuesday, November 6th, 2018. Kathy Garrett, once again, the clerk of the Board of County Canvassers on November 20th, 2018. She certified attesting to the fact that three of them have signed. All right, good stuff. Well, on to 2020. (laughs) Now, in contrast to 2016 and 2018 and the certifications there in Wayne County, The certification for paperwork for the year of 2020 was not only signed by two of the county canvassers, uh, but 
per MCL 168.24E, this is lawfully not a sufficient number of canvassers to certify the election in Wayne County. So in other words, the 2020 general election results in Wayne County were unlawfully certified. This is a statement of fact. This is not conjecture. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not a theory of any type. This is per the Michigan statute. Let's take a look. Technically, only one Republican and one Democrat have to sign the document to make it legal. But in the case of the 2020 election, only two Democrats have signed the official 2020 general election certificate. That means that the two Republicans did not put their signature on it. And one has to ask, how in the hell did they certify this thing if it doesn't match up with the law? Official county vote totals, Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. We have two county board of canvassers and Kathy M. Garrett, the clerk of the board of county canvassers, certified on November 17th, 2020. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? So... Anyone attempting to assert the failure to lawfully certify the 2020 general election in Wayne County, well, they write it off as a clerical error, but it's not correct. You see, the record of the events leading up to the certification of that vote on November 17th, 2020, as well as the meeting minutes, which we also have, for that meeting on November 17th, 2020, at the Wayne County Board of Canvassers meeting, it clearly indicates that the two Republican members of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers, Monica Palmer and William Hartman, who is now deceased, had significant reservations as to the integrity of the election and the records that were presented to them for certification. So there were significant anomalies for which there was no satisfactory explanation by these officials that Palmer and Hartman would simply look the other way and rubber stamp the certification regardless of these anomalies. They did not choose to do that rubber stamp. So detailed accounts of these anomalies and the November 17th, 2020 timeline can be found in the book recently written by Tim Kolbeck. It's called the 2022, the 2020 coup. What happened? What can we do? So here is a summary of those anomalies. And I am willing to bet we've spoken about each and every one of these on the program at one time or another. I remind you that the uh, whistleblower who came forward from Dominion, Melissa, was it Melissa Carano? Is that her last name? Hold on. I got to look it up. Hmm. Melissa Carone, Melissa Carone. She came forward. We did a, 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 a show on it. This was back when I was on Twitch. I, that, that show got like a quarter of a million views. I, it was one of my biggest shows ever. Well, besides the Bush funeral, <laughs> that one got almost a million views. But anyways, there were numerous anomalies that brought the certification of the 2020 results into question in Wayne County. That includes the 3.30 a.m. ballot drop at the Absentee Vote Counting Board Center at the TCF Center in Detroit without any chain of custody. We've seen the video of that. There is no uh, possible way that we can say where those votes came from, who had their hands on them, and whether or not they're legitimate. We also had a number of poll book updates one day before the Wayne County Board of Canvassers vote on that certification, 13 days After the election and six days after the Michigan statute requires that the list of voters be uploaded to the statewide qualified voter file. Again, that's illegal. Both of those things are illegal. We also had an astounding 
71% of AVCBs in Detroit were unbalanced and, per the statute, not subject to recount. When we jump to the meeting on November 17th, 2020, the Wayne County Board of Canvassers meeting, it was a marathon session, went for a long time. It revealed at least three significant issues with the certification of the election results. And that was in addition to the signed certification paperwork, which was not legal when they signed it. The official board minutes from the meeting can be viewed. That is also in Pat Kolbeck's book. So issue number one, the certification vote did not pass. Pat Colbeck was actually present at that meeting on November 17th, and while he was there, he saw that the canvasser vote on certification didn't go through. Why? Because Monica Palmer and William Hartman all voted no. They were one vote shy of legally certifying it. Alan Wilson and Jonathan Kinlock voted yes. Those were the Democrats. Now, since three yes votes are required to certify that motion, it failed. The minutes clearly document this vote regarding certification. It was not legitimate. And again, under MCL 168.822, the failure of the County Board of Canvassers to certify the election should have resulted in a transfer of all county election records to the state for them to canvass the county results. Well, of course, that didn't happen. Instead, what followed was a public comment period featuring disgraceful, intimidating, racist accusations against Palmer and Hartman. I remember when that happened. Now, Democrat State Representative Abraham Aish and Wayne State University Vice President Ned Stabler threatened Monica Palmer and her children during that public comment portion they were calling in on Zoom. Now, after that threat, Monica received another death threat aimed at her teenage daughter. Still, she did not relent. There was also a conditional vote. Now, subsequent to the employment of those intimidation tactics during the public comment period, which included the doxing of Monica Palmer's daughter by Aish, both Palmer and Hartman issued conditional yes votes on certification provided that a comprehensive audit of the unexplained precincts in Wayne County would be conducted. Well, wouldn't you know? Well, son of a bitch, it was never completed. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Pleaded. And in addition to the conditions associated with the vote never having been satisfied, there was never a motion to reconsider the first vote. Man, that's just basic parliamentary procedure, guys. Under standard public meeting rules, the first vote has standing, not the second vote, without a motion to reconsider the first vote ever being passed. Number three, reassertion of no vote. Finally, after the public statements were made by the Michigan Secretary of State, in which she asserted at that time she would not be complying with the conditions stipulated in that second vote, Monica Palmer released the following affidavit indicating a reaffirmation of her no vote. So that means that the no vote would be the only vote that could stand. The other Republican on the board of canvassers, William Hartman, also issued a similar statement, also reasserting his no vote. So once again, they don't have the votes to certify the election. So the lack of certified election signatures is all that is needed to assert that the election in Wayne County in 2020 was unlawfully certified. It's pretty clear. If you take a look at the facts that I've just laid out for you, you will come to the same conclusion. And if only the attorney general and the secretary of state in Michigan or some other law enforcement agency uh, would admit that this is what happened. Now, the good news is I'm certain that all of this information can be used at the trials of the alternate electors who have been charged with conspiracy and all of those other things. So uh, Jonathan Kolbeck or yeah, Mr. Kolbeck also believes that Democrat representatives on the Wayne County Board of Canvassers, Alan Wilson and Jonathan Kinlock, should be held accountable for signing a certifiably false statement. That should be against the law. Their signatures asserted that they were presenting the correct transcript of the election results, but there were false assertions being made in light of the failure to pass that motion to certify the election. The actions of those members of the State Board of Canvassers who certified the 2020 general election also merit legal scrutiny. They were negligent in their conduct of their duties to canvass the statewide election results. I mean, why 
why would they want to look at it, guys? They knew they were fake. They were definitely not notified prior to taking their vote to certify those state results that the results were not lawfully certified. They tried to just slide it through under the door and expected that people would either not be smart enough to figure it out or perhaps they would be so dejected by the apparent loss of Donald J. Trump they would just not say anything at all. So Pat says in conclusion, the statewide results of the 2020 election hinge upon one thing. That is the lawful certification of the election results in Wayne County. We simply don't have that. The results of the election in Wayne County were not lawfully certified. Any one of these following reasons should be sufficient to justify this assertion on its own. But there are no less than four substantive reasons. Number one, the official certification paperwork only shows two, not the required three signatures. If you can count, that's an easy one to figure out. The initial vote was two to two. Three votes are needed to certify. The conditional vote was four to zero, but there was no motion to reconsider the initial vote, and the conditions associated with that vote were rejected by Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State in Michigan. And upon rejection of conditions, both Palmer and Hartman reasserted the fact that their no votes stood via affidavit. So the failure to certify the election results in Wayne County uh, and the purported outcome of the election in Michigan resulted in Donald J. Trump having the election stolen from him and 16 electoral college votes given to a virtual usurper, an illegal candidate, somebody who should never have set foot in Washington, D.C. The alternate slate of Republican electors were totally justified. This is exactly the reason why alternate electors are shown, why they are sent to Washington, D.C., and they are meant to bring that evidence to Congress. Except at Congress, they had no desire to hear it. They just wanted to rush this right through and make Joe Biden president of the United States. All right. So Monica Palmer, since uh, this was written, has confirmed that she never signed the certification document. And that's because she and Bill Hartman left the Wayne County Board of Canvassers meeting out of fear for their safety. Later, she was told a rubber stamp would be used to sign their name. So. Uh, I think that this is good news for all of those Michigan alternate electors. And God, I sincerely hope that President Trump gets word of this story. I think he's really good with these things. He's definitely tracking this kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, let's just hope. All we can do is hope. Yes, Ainsley, they got oh, they get away with murder. They absolutely do get away with murder. But that's why we got to be loud. That's why we got to bring this information to the public. We need to be as brazen as possible. We cannot allow these people to simply get away with it. If you're going to break the law, I'm going to put you on blast. I'm going to boom, put it right in your face. And guess what? Turnabout is fair play. Uh, We have a situation now where a Democrat mayoral candidate named John Gomez had video evidence given to him of a Democrat opponent stuffing ballot drop boxes on numerous occasions with hundreds of ballots. This sounds suspiciously familiar to exactly what happened in 2000 Mules. Turnabout is fair play. If it worked against the Republicans, why wouldn't the Democrats do it against themselves? I love to see it. So on Monday... Democrat mayoral candidate John Gomez filed a lawsuit challenging the results of his party's primary in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and he requested a new Democratic primary. Is it possible 
that because they're Democrats, the judge will be willing to hear the challenge. Well, if they do, then it will set a precedent for allowing election results to be reevaluated in light of such evidence. Now, this comes after video was surfaced showing a Democrat clerk stuffing illegal ballots into a drop box, and it prompted an investigation by the Bridgeport Police Department for potential misconduct. Now, the Gateway Pundit has uh, reported that Gomez's campaign released this video on Saturday showing the evidence of election fraud, very similar to what we saw in Georgia. And the video has also been posted on Gomez's campaign Facebook. It shows a woman dropping stacks of illegal ballots into an absentee ballot box outside the Bridgeport Government Center where the city's registrar of voters is located. Here is a photo from that video. The Gomez campaign was able to identify the woman in the footage as Wanda Geeter Pataki. She's the vice chairman of the Democratic town clerk and a vocal supporter of the incumbent mayor, Joe Gannon. He is seeking re-election. Now, Gomez's campaign has said that the video shows Geeter Pataki dropping off stacks of ballots ahead of the primary on September 12th. Video surveillance proving that the mayoral election was unequivocally stolen through corruption within City Hall by tampering with absentee ballots. This is so familiar. This is an undeniable act of voter suppression and a huge civil rights violation. It's time to restore lasting credibility to our city's democracy once and for all. Enough is enough. Well, Gomez, this isn't just happening in your city. It's happening all across America. Let's take a look. What? Come on, man. Okay. Here we go. Still an election. I got your back, Mayor. Okay, okay, okay. So that is the woman who was caught on camera stuffing the ballot boxes. She says, I got your back, Mayor. City of Bridgeport employee, vice chairwoman of Bridgeport Democratic Town Clerk and Ganim Campaign Associates. Look at this. Birds of a flat feather flock together. Okay, this is inside City Hall, where you register to vote. And yes, I'm aware that one of those pictures was of a male. Uh, I tend to think that they're probably trying to make the case that it wasn't simply Wanda working at the clerk's office who was uh, stuffing the ballot box. It was probably numerous people stuffing the ballot box, just like they did in 2000 Mules. Here she is, Wanda. Multiple illegal absentee ballots. Mayor, I got your back. Boom. We got you. Multiple illegal ballots being deposited into the ballot box at 5.42 a.m. I just have one question. Wanda, do you normally go to work at 5.42 a.m.? Were you up there all night filling out absentee ballots so you could stuff the ballot boxes for your boss?
Oh, she forgot some. She forgot some. <laughs> oh, no, I got another stack. Here we go. 5.43 a.m. Multiple illegal absentee ballots being deposited. At 6.38 a.m., September 5th, 2023, she makes her third deposit. She wasn't up collecting them, in my opinion. Well, even if she was, it would be an illegal action. Yeah, she's back. Oh, take a look around. Let me make sure nobody's looking. Multiple illegal ballots. Ooh, she's got a big old stack. She can't even put them in all at once. She's got to do three separate drops. Hands in pocket. Oh, hey. Hey, guys. There she is. Official ballot drops. 7.17 a.m., September 5th. Back at Wanda's workstation, she preps for another deposit. She hands them off to this guy. This time, she sends an employee to make the fourth drop while she watches. TZ Burton says, thanks, Zach. We are going to win. We have to get out and vote and become poll observers, be part of the process. We give the Democrats an advantage by not being com- being poll watchers nationwide. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We must be involved in this process. That's the only way we can hold them accountable. She's like, go on, sugar. Drop this off. Multiple illegal absentee ballots. She's over there watching. So I just want to make sure you're doing it right, honey. Here we go. Thank you very much. Let me give you your bonus. Three tied to Joe Gannon's 2019 Bridgeport mayoral campaign recommended for criminal charges. It would appear that Joe Gannon seems to have a history of criminal actions, or at least the people working on his campaigns working for him seem to have a proclivity for committing criminal acts. My God, who would have thought? Nearly four years after a Hearst investigation into the alleged misuse of absentee ballots in the contentious 2019 Bridgeport Democrat mayoral primary that was narrowly won by Mayor Joe Gannon, state elections officials have recommended possible criminal violations by three people aligned with the mayor's campaign, including a member of the city council to the chief state's attorney. Yes, Joe has a history of getting people in civil service, working for him and breaking the law. Election stolen. Wow. Seems to happen all over the country, doesn't it? Enough is enough. Are you surprised? Can you really be that shocked? I'm not. I'm not shocked. You sure about that? You sure about that? Safe elections? You sure about that? Nah. There's no such thing as a safe and secure election, not in the United States, where you have ballot drop boxes where the people working in the civil service are able to go in and just take advantage of that situation. Well, it should come as no shock to you then as well that in Georgia, Fannie Willis, who is currently trying to put Donald Trump and all of his closest advisors in prison for decades, is allegedly withholding key evidence. Now, Sidney Powell's attorney has alleged Brady violations in September of 2022. Of course, we were 
uh, relentlessly scrutinizing the Mockingbird media, uh, dissecting their coverage of Coffee County's breach of election machines after the 2020 election and then, of course, the Senate runoff. This was a lesson in narrative control. There was dubious looking still frame photos of two individuals separately and very publicly walking into the Coffee County election office. From the CCTV footage, these stills resemble often seen images of criminals sneaking around the back of a building and entering through a back door or sliding merchandise into their coat pocket at a gas station before walking out. The only thing it seemed to be missing was a Crime Stoppers logo and a 1-800 number splashed across the bottom. Here are those images right there. Who was it, though? Well, it was Doug Logan and Jeff Lenberg. They were two tech and cybersecurity experts. Their pictures were taken as they entered into the building. They may have double-tapped their key fob to, provo- to provoke an attention-drawing honk-honk, confirming the car was locked. But, of course, we don't have any video. Only one still frame complete with the breachers carrying sacks of energy drinks and smiling at someone at the front door holding it open. A lot of the photos followed showing them and other individuals in the common area of the election office in broad daylight, seemingly during business hours. However, a big part of the story was ignored. They were invited by the individual with lawful authority to do so, the election supervisor. That's right. These people were not committing a crime. It was simply the way the mainstream media was presenting it, as if something shadowy was going on. These guys entered not Not in the darkness of night, but during the brightness of the day. In September of 2022, the author of this article asked voting integrity activist Marilyn Marks of the long-running, oft-cited Curling versus Raffensperger case what the basis of her stolen claim on Twitter was and if she could reference a specific statute that was violated. The original September 17th tweet is found below. Georgia's voting system software has been stolen and is in the hands of many unknown actors. State officials be like, SOS, yeah, they're not worried about anything. Multiple violations, Marx responded. Seb Rule 183-1-12-0.05 only require that a small list of specific officials have access to the server room. I'm sure that there are also provisions on voting machine tampering that I have not even bothered to look up. So it seems like something someone should look up before they make a potentially defamatory claim saying that the elections in Georgia were stolen. Because, of course, when we say something like that, you know, suddenly we're criminals. We get charges pressed against us by people like Fannie Willis. Now, the referenced rule does not even mention specifics regarding tampering with machines. What it does is outline who has lock and key access. The room in question in which the election management system is located shall be locked at all times when the system is not directly under the supervision of the election superintendents or his or her designee. Lock and key access to the room where the election management system is located shall be limited to the county election superintendent, the election supervisor, if any. Now, there is no evidence nor accusations that either Lenberg or Logan, Doug Logan would be from uh, Cyber Ninjas, accessed the system without the supervision of Misty Hampton. That was the county's election supervisor. The SEB rule does not explicitly forbid access. There was nothing illegal about them entering that building. All it states is that the system has to be locked when it's not directly under the supervision of the election superintendent. So Lenberg has actually claimed that they did not ever physically touch the machine. Rather, they were guided by Hampton as to how to conduct the testing of the system. And after a series of disastrous elections, 
Americans with persistent issues purported to deaf ears and idle hands of the Georgia Secretary of State's office and facing not only a litigation hold, but also concerns uh, regarding how a Dominion technician was able to fix their machine during the January 5th Senate runoff without ever actually physically touching the machine. Coffee County officials brought in a professional e-discovery and computer forensics team, Sullivan and Strickler, to take a forensic image of the county's voting system. Now, what is D.A. Fannie Willis's Brady violation? Well, in addition to the litigation hold, which is a legal obligation to preserve evidence, much like a preservation order, attorneys claimed during their hearing that they believe there is evidence suggesting that making a forensic image of the machine was authorized. Fannie Willis apparently thinks that it wasn't. An attorney who is representing Sidney Powell, who has been indicted in this Trump-Rico case by Fannie Willis, argued before the court last week that Willis's office has not complied with a very pointed Brady request. She said this in court. Shortly after I got into this case, I sent a very detailed Brady request to the government. These Brady obligations are independent of their discovery obligations as it relates to this hard drive. They have a due process obligation to turn over to me favorable information. And I didn't send them some blanket request saying, give me everything under the sun. It was a very, very pointed request on my birthday, August 30th, that addressed two critical issues for Ms. Powell. That is number one. She wasn't behind this incident in Coffee County, which forms the basis of her inclusion in this indictment. And number two, that whatever happened in Coffee County, there is ample evidence out there that it was authorized. Now, as originally reported back in September of 2022, in a separate but relevant federal case, Pearson versus Kemp, the Georgia, the governor of Georgia, the secretary of state of Georgia, and members of the state election board all argued that the secretary of state has no lawful authority over election officials. They said this in a lawsuit seeking an investigation into the Dominion voting machines in Cobb, Gwinnett, and Cherokee counties. Now, the plaintiffs responded that they could amend the complaint to add the election officials from those counties, obviating the issue of whether the proper officials had been named. Now, this withheld evidence from Fannie Willis could potentially completely destroy the case as it pertains to the Coffee County so-called breach, which, as mentioned, was a drumbeat for the Mockingbird mainstream media in their effort to win this battle in the court of public opinion on and to, to tr- create this trail of reliable sources in the same way they did when they were trying to obscure the truth about Donald Trump and Russia collusion. What they would do is they would plant a story in the mainstream media, they would say all of this negative stuff, and then they would use that story as the predicate to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And here we are, Fannie Willis probably has evidence suggesting that we have no crime committed by Sidney Powell, and with her refusing to hand it over, she is violating the Brady statute, which is the same thing that got General Flynn off in his case. So I think that it's uh, obviously something that we need to keep our attention paid on, because if Sidney Powell is able to get this case thrown out in this manner, I think that it bodes well for the rest of the people who are facing charges in uh, in, in the in the state of Georgia. All right, honey, I need some water. If you can bring me some water. Oinker, oi, oi, good to see you, buddy. All right. 
Um, Okay, so this is kind of a strange story right here. Cash Patel just found out that the DOJ subpoenaed his personal email account data. And uh, look at this. This happened in 2017. This was when he was working in the Trump administration. Uh, Happened. uh, Google responded to the subpoena on December 5th. 2017. You guys notice that date. That was uh, shortly after the end of October 2017. And it was an order that apparently came from Rod Rosenstein. Uh, So he, Cash Patel, filed a lawsuit last week after learning that the DOJ and the FBI had engaged in a politically motivated subpoena to examine his personal email account data in 2017. At that time, what was Cash doing? Well, he was the lead investigator on the House Intelligence Committee's probe into FBI and DOJ conduct in the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. Uh, his lawsuit alleges that the DOJ violated their separation of powers and his Fourth Amendment rights when it sought this subpoena for his personal email account. There's no reason they should have been looking at his personal email account that would have had nothing to do with his business dealings in terms of the investigation into these two federal agencies. Uh, they're also are named seven individuals in this lawsuit who were officials at the time. That includes FBI Director Christopher Wray, former U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Jesse Liu, and rather than seeking to obtain information openly from Mr. Patel's official accounts, which would have provoked an immediate response and a legal fight with the United States House of Representatives, the DOJ instead sought to go through the back door, non-publicly and unconstitutionally, to access Cash Patel's private email accounts with a third-party subpoena, something that they knew that subpoena would not come to the attention of Cash Patel until it was very, very late. They did it so that they didn't have to worry about the public scrutiny or the questions or the House of Representatives coming and saying, hey, what the hell are you doing investigating our investigator? They knew that they were improperly investigating Cash Patel, the very same man who was investigating them. I think that honestly, they thought that they were going to get his private email accounts. They were going to see whatever he was doing in his personal time and try to find something that they could then use against him. Now, as we all know, Cash Patel did instrumental work in uncovering the details related to the Steele dossier and the actions of the Democratic National Committee and, of course, the Clinton campaign, all of their actions leading to Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act warrants that were used against President Trump and his advisors. Google responded to the subpoena on December 5th, 2017, and Cash Patel only became aware of it December 12th of 2022 after long ago, after it had already been issued and the state had taken as many looks through his private email account as they wanted. Now, I'm not aware if it was only everything up until that point or if they had like ongoing uh, access to Cash Patel's email. But anyway, you slice it. It's a violation of his civil rights and it is a, a wholly unnecessary action to take unless, of course, you are an authoritarian government looking to destroy the rights of the people who are seeking to put things right here in this nation. So Cash Patel, I'm really glad that he is suing the federal government on this. Do me a favor, guys. Uh, We have about 2,500 people here over on Rumble and 336 likes. If you wouldn't mind hitting that like button, I would sincerely appreciate it. Uh, I want to say thank you to CyberX Speed for dropping a pair of shades over on the foxhole. Thank you to FilterDog1 for dropping some shades. And thank you to Nakaz808 who says, watching you live on my lunch break. Friday Night Guest was awesome, by the way. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, part two of that show will be coming up here in the very near future. Now... 
I don't know if I actually spoke about this yesterday, but Russell Brand uh, recently had claims made against him by four former girlfriends. These are women that he had consensual sexual relationships with. They came forward only when a reporter for a British tabloid magazine approached them. That magazine was owned by the Murdochs, the same people who own Fox News, who are not hoping are, are hoping to not allow Donald Trump to come back into the office of the presidency uh, and who represent the interests of the Uniparty above all else. That reporter went to those women. And got them on the record to say that Russell Brand was somehow doing bad things to them while they were dating. Now, they each had ongoing, long-term relationships with Russell Brand. Uh, none of these women went to the police. So I think it's all a bunch of horse shit. I don't believe it at all. In the exact same way that I don't believe that uh, Tim Ballard is guilty of the sexual improprieties that he is being accused of here. Because he's now been accused of sexual misconduct. And the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon Church, has condemned him. Of course, there has been no criminal investigation that I'm aware of. I can tell you that Tim Ballard's work with Operation Underground Railroad was instrumental in helping children to be removed from sex trafficking situations. Obviously, the film The Sound of Freedom recently came out and was more popular than you could ever imagine. Certainly, it made more money than any of these blockbusters that came out this summer from the Hollywood studios. Uh, Marvel's dead. Disney's dead. Uh, Warner Brothers is dead. DC's dead. All of these different properties. Star Wars is dead. All of these different properties that were previous cash cows. They are not making any money. These studios are losing money hand over fist. Why? Because all they know how to do is to promote woke propaganda, telling you that you're a bad person because of the color of your skin or what's between your legs. Or if you don't want to sleep with a woman with a very feminine penis, then you're somehow transphobic. There's something wrong with you because you don't want to engage in the same type of disgusting behavior that they want you to engage in. If you're not willing to kill a child after it's been born, well, then you are somehow a war criminal. If you're not willing to engage in perpetuation of sex trafficking of children, then you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. This is the world they want us to live in. These are the twisted notions that they have in their heads. And I just do not buy that Tim Ballard engaged in anything close to what they're saying, especially because he just announced yesterday he's likely going to be running for Mitt Romney's Senate seat. Considering the popularity of the Sound of Freedom uh, and the good press that he's had up until this point, I think it's likely that he would have that clinched up in no time. And I, I don't know that the claims against him by the Church of Latter-day Saints or whoever this is that's claiming that he engaged in some sort of sexual misconduct, I don't know that it's going to have an effect. You know, if the, if the people of uh, Utah are paying attention and they understand what's at stake with the sex trafficking of children and the types of people who are involved in it, the deep state uniparty, uh, then I think Tim Ballard is going to be okay. Uh, but considering the fact that he just announced it uh, and now all of a sudden Vice News, one of the worst mainstream media mockingbird rags out there today with just bloated full of leftist propaganda, they've come out with at least seven women claiming that Tim Ballard sexually misconducted all of them. Now, Operation Underground Railroad commented to Vice News 
They said that Ballard resigned on June 22nd, 2023. He has permanently separated from our or Operation Underground Railroad. No reason was given, of course. Uh, but according to a letter published by Vice News, an employee at Operation Underground Railroad who had apparently accompanied Ballard on an underground operation accused him of sexual harassment. Several weeks ago, an employee of Operation Underground Railroad who accompanied Tim on an undercover operation filed a sexual harassment complaint against him with Operation Underground Railroad's HR department. This letter is written in July. This resulted in an extensive internal investigation into Tim and his individual operational tactics and led to more women speaking up as part of the investigation process. It was ultimately revealed through our disturbingly specific and parallel accounts that Tim has been deceitfully and extensively grooming and manipulating multiple women for the past few years with the ultimate intent of coercing them to participate in sexual acts with him under the premise of going where it takes and doing whatever it takes to save a child. I don't know. It sounds suspicious to me. I don't see how anybody could be convinced that in order to save a child from sex trafficking, you're going to have to give somebody a handy or something like that or engage in sexual activity with them. That just doesn't make any sense. But the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had this to say. Uh, The exit of Tim Ballard from Underground Railroad earlier this year followed the investigation into claims of sexual misconduct. Interesting that it was timed at just the same moment that this movie came out and was taking off wildly popular. Uh, Sources inside the situation said that the self-styled anti-slavery activist who appears to be preparing for a Senate run invited women to act as his wife on undercover overseas missions, ostensibly aimed at rescuing victims of sex trafficking. He would then allegedly coerce those women into sharing a bed or showering together, claiming that it was necessary to fool the traffickers. Ballard, who was played by Jim Caviezel in the hit film Sound of Freedom, is said to have sent at least one woman a photo of himself in his underwear, festooned with fake tattoos, and to have another how far and asking another how far she was willing to go in the words of a source to save children. These sources requested anonymity because they fear retaliation and maybe because if they came forward, Tim Ballard would be able to refute the claims against them. As I said, it, the, the number of women engaged in this reporting is uh, alleged to be higher than seven, uh, but Vice could only account for one of these said employees. They were not contractors or volunteers. Uh, a source close to the Operation Underground Railroad has detailed their knowledge of Ballard making sexual advances to a volunteer using similar methods to those he allegedly used on the actual employees of Operation Underground Railroad. Those methods are also consistent with his conduct towards another former volunteer who also spoke with Vice News. Tim Ballard recently took to social media to warn the public that the lies are coming. The left has thrown everything at me. Journalist Lynn Packer posted an update to the unproven claims against Tim Ballard, and we have an entire video here. We're not actually going to watch that. But I have to say, uh, it is very convenient that uh, in the midst of Tim Ballard announcing that he's going to be running for Senate, all of a sudden there's an orchestrated smear campaign against him. Uh, I think that if Tim Ballard has done something illegal, if he's done something untoward, uh, then that's something that should be adjudicated in a court of law, not the court of public opinion. So I urge you, if you are in Utah, if you are somebody who's looking into these allegations, uh, I think that Tim Ballard needs to have his say. 
And uh, if these women truly believe that Tim did something wrong, then come forward. Come forward and make your claims in the light of day, because otherwise, until that time, it appears to me to be another snow job brought to you by the deep state uniparty who wants to continue to traffic your children and stop someone who is truly America first from winning the Senate seat that Mitt Romney has besmirched all this time. So I would uh, (laughs) – yeah, I thought that was pretty funny too. Oh, there's no such thing as a feminine penis. Oh, that's a dude, dude. Anyways, um, Tanya Chutkin, she is, of course, the anti-Trump Obama judge who is overseeing President Trump's D.C. case. She recently called the January 6th insurrection an armed attempt to overthrow this government. It's not really an insurrection, the January 6th events. Uh, I'm being hyperbolic here, but... Uh, it, it begs the question, how was she ever allowed to be the judge in this trial? This is obviously a prejudiced judge. Uh, there's no reason she should be overseeing it. It only makes sense if you believe that they're trying to stack the deck against President Trump, which obviously I think they are. But uh, this uh, statement was made um, because she refuses to recuse herself from this January 6th case. Now, uh, the statement actually came in the form of a courtroom conversation uh, in a case with another January 6th-er. Uh, And in that case, she lied about the Capitol protest. She said it was an armed attempt to overthrow the government. It wasn't an armed attempt to overthrow the government. Uh, And uh, from this trial, she says... It is not hyperbole to say that this was an armed attempt to overthrow the government. Well, yeah, that's actually – it's the very definition of hyperbole. It's not what happened. It's not what happened. Uh, They are looking outside and they are seeing gallows being erected. What the – that didn't happen. And they are seeing people climbing up like it's something out of Game of Thrones. For shame! Shame! Where, where were the, the, where was the, the naked Nancy Pelosi walking through the crowd getting excrement thrown at her? That simply wasn't happening. So, I mean, I think it's clear she's already got her mind up, made up about January 6th. That's why she's giving these guys more time than what the government is asking for. She is not the judge to oversee the case of Donald Trump. And I hope there's something that his counsel can do to take this to a, uh, a higher court and get it adjudicated by somebody who is not her because there's no way he's going to get a fair trial. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe the country needs to see a biased judge uh, going after someone for political persecution. (sighs) That could be it. I don't know. Uh, But I trust that Donald Trump is going to be okay. I think that we are going to win. We're going to be saving America. And I think that no matter what they do, every single thing they try to do is just going to strengthen him in the minds of the American people. Now, one of the scholars that was previously pushing to get President Trump taken off the 2024 ballot has completely done a 180. He has changed his mind. He was previously backing the concept, the idea that former President Donald Trump should be removed from the 2024 presidential ballot under the 14th Amendment. However, over the weekend, he said he no longer believes this to be true. Uh, this would be law professor from Northwestern Pritzker School, Stephen Calabrese. This is just one week after he initially came out in favor of it. Looks like he must have done some reading in the intervening seven days, but he argued that Trump's name should appear on the ballot and that Americans should vote against him. Good luck, Steve. Good luck on that. You sure about that? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Donald Trump's going to be on that ballot and we're all going to vote for him. 
So uh, initially, several left wing groups and even a couple of conservative light groups had uh, made the argument that President Trump should be disqualified under the 14th Amendment. What does that say? It bars anybody from certain government officials taking oath, taking an oath to the Constitution and then engaging in insurrection. So Calabrese said he no longer believes this category of official listed in the amendments text that he applied to Trump. An officer of the United States actually extends to the presidency. He said Trump is loathsome, but because of a technicality in the drafting of the disqualification clause of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, the clause does not apply to Trump. Four categories are listed. Members of Congress, officers of the United States, members of any state legislature, and executive or judicial officers in any state. So Calabrese pointed out that although he is a never-Trumper, he hates Trump, he doesn't want Trump being in office, and he plans to vote for any Republican in the primaries over Trump, if necessary for the Democratic Party's nominee, he would rather vote for them rather than vote for President Trump if it came down to it. So at a minimum, he says this is a muddled area of constitutional law, but it would set a bad precedent for American politics to not list a former president's name on election ballots given the confused state of the law surrounding Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Also, if they try to do that to us, then gosh darn it, I think that we would have the right to do it to them in the future. All right, final note of the day. Matt Gates has crafted a subpoena for Hunter Biden's record and to bring him in on a deposition. He is calling on Kevin McCarthy to sign it. He says millions of Americans are wondering if you're serious. And perhaps to reinforce that, Matt Gates has apparently also drafted the resolution he mentioned the other day to vacate the office of Speaker of the House, declaring the office of the Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Take a look. This is from Matt Gates's computer. It's got his name on it and everything, uh, and it shows the resolution. One, resolved that the office of the Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. All he's got to do is sign it, and, and then somebody else has to vote on it, and Kevin McCarthy's out of there. I tend to think that he printed that, left it in the bathroom, uh, and uh, and did so as a message to Kevin McCarthy so that McCarthy would go ahead and just sign this uh, subpoena, get Hunter Biden in there, get his, uh, his secret emails and all of his communications. What does the subpoena ask for? Well, it's ordering Hunter to testify under oath and to produce a series of records and documents, things like contracts, agreements, uh, any financial records from the shady business dealings. Remember, we have a lot of that stuff already. So it's going to be really interesting to see if Hunter Biden provides only the information that's been provided thus far or if he's going to be providing things that we have yet to see. Ideally, and you know, in a real situation here, there's going to be a lot more stuff that we haven't seen yet that he's going to have in his possession because there certainly have been more communications since the time that he shut down that email address and his laptop. We also need communications between him and his father, Joseph Robinette Biden. We need domestic and foreign business partnership paperwork and what appears to be recordings pertaining to secret global phone lines and email pseudonyms that was used by Vice President Joe Biden at the time he was working in the Obama administration, email addresses that he used to communicate with Hunter Biden and all of their business partners. Hunter must produce all relevant documents from January 8th to the present. 
undoubtedly there will be a lot more than what we saw on the laptop so far. So uh, Gates is threatening to remove the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, because he's out of compliance. He hasn't done the things that he said he did. So here we are eight months later. Kevin McCarthy now has the opportunity to do the right thing. I just got to say that printing this off from his computer, clearly coming from his computer, and leaving it folded in the men's washroom, (laughs) or I guess this is the changing table, looks like he left it along with a coffee, and it's just in there, just chilling, hanging out, look at that, (laughs) that's a message, that my friends is a message. Also, there was a rumor floating around from NBC that Gates is planning on running for governor in 2026. He says it's overblown clickbait. Uh, however, I have to say, I think that Matt Gates is setting himself up for a bright political future here in the United States. He can be a representative as long as he likes. We love him here in the state of Florida, but he could take up higher office. And uh, I would even uh, have, be very happy with him being vice president. I think he would be an excellent uh, partner to President Donald Trump. But who knows? Who knows what's actually going to happen? All right, you guys, uh, that is the end of the program. Uh, before we leave, though, I just need to remind you of the final sponsors of tonight's show. That would be my friends at onenessdrops.com. Get your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Chlorine dioxide is known as the universal antidote. It kills all kinds of pathogens. Mom, you asked me today, what do I take when I start feeling punky? chlorine dioxide. I forgot to mention it to you. Make sure that you have it on hand because it can help you out if you're sick. It can kill pathogens in water. It can make dirty water, unclean water, safe to drink, also known as potable. And it can also help you if uh, you're in a situation where you're out hiking and you find uh, a source of water that might be suspicious. So put it in your go bag, put it in your medicine cabinet, put it in your kitchen cabinet, put it in your hurricane survival kit because that's exactly what we did. Use code RP78 and you can save 15% off every single order you ever make from my friends at onenessdrops.com. And then of course we also have my friends at prepare with red pill 78 Right now, you can save 25% off a three-month supply of emergency food. We're talking about delicious, nutritious meals with over 2,000 calories a day, 21 different varieties of foods, breakfast, lunches, and dinner that are good for up to 25 years. Some of them are even good for past 25 years. It's over 120 pounds of food. This is a really good deal. This is cheaper than anything you're going to get at the grocery store. And if uh, and you know ish hits the fan, you want to have this stuff on hand because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I, I, we think a lot of us have been predicting some ca- catastrophic event taking place in the United States for a very long time. And the longer we have Joe Biden in office, the more likely it is that it's actually going to happen. And then also my friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. Right now they've got their 20th anniversary limited edition MyPillow as well as the MyPillow 2.0. They've got a whole bunch of uh, different specials. There's some new towels that just came out. Of course, there's the old bath towels, the beach towels. you got the MyPillow uh, Giza Dream Sheet. You've got the mattress topper and the mattresses themselves, bathrobes and slippers. Uh, There are so many different ways that you can support Mike Lindell and his search for election integrity at the same time that you support Red Pill 78. Use code RP78 to save up to 80% off at MyPillow.com. 
And then, of course, don't forget about my good friends at C60Evo.com forward slash redpill78. My friends at C60Evo are going to be joining us for another interview here in about a week. Uh, so I think I'm going to try to do it live this time so that if you guys have any questions about how you can use C60Evo, you can actually give them a call and we can talk to you live on the air. So right now, there is a web special when you buy two bottles of C60Evo capsules. You're going to get a third for 50% off. You just got to click that banner, but when you use code REDPILL78, you also get an additional 10% off your entire order. So when you buy in a bundle, you get a deal. When you use my code, you get an even better deal. All of the links for everything we've talked about are in the description of this video. And then I also wanted to remind you uh, that if you are not feeling well or you want to be prepared for the upcoming cold and flu season, especially now that they have taken a bunch of medications off the shelf, uh, you can visit our good friend Dr. Z's Z-Stack to get your supply of Z-Stack and have it on hand. That was also something I recommended to my mother earlier today. And when you use my special link here to purchase your Z-Stack, you will also be supporting the program. Several of you bought Z-Stack yesterday and I got notifications and I just wanted to say thank you. Hopefully you guys uh, remain safe, happy, healthy, and despite all of the things that the deep state throws at us, you continue to show up every day to red pill your, your neighbors and your family and make sure we spread the good news. We are going to win. Donald Trump will return to the White House. And um, also, uh, somebody had asked a question about uh, a film last night, and I I can't remember the name of it, but it it was about devolution, some stuff. I want to be just very clear. Like, I wasn't trying to trash the the maker of the film. I actually know him. His name is Nick. He's been a guest on the show before. Yeah, I I, I may not like everybody uh, out there in the truth movement, but I think everybody has the right uh, uh, to produce shows and, you know, do good work. And I think that if we say things that are factually inaccurate, we have a responsibility to correct each other, not because we want to make you believe that we've got all the answers or that we are better than any one other person, uh, but because I think that uh, we have a responsibility in the truth movement to be as accurate and factual as possible. We can talk about theories. We can talk about, you know, things that we think might be happening. But I think it's really important that we preface those conversations with that qualifier, because otherwise they're going to use our words against us and they're going to do it so that we can appear foolish and, and, and they can discredit us. That's the last thing that I want to do. And that's why I take such care when I bring you guys this information, because I think it matters. And uh, I really appreciate you guys being here. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us today. Uh, I am going to go ahead and pass out the gold pills right now. We've got 2,600 people watching over on Rumble and 486 uh, 486 likes. So please, oh, thank you to Who Cares. He says, hi, Zach, 14.3 requires 14.1. I don't know what that means. But either way, thank you very much. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, my mom says she likes Nick's film. It's a, it's a great film. I mean, it, it's a feel-good film. Um, yeah, uh, there, there, there's nothing wrong with it. But, uh, you know, there was, there's, there's always things that I look out in the world and I see and I'm saying, oh, you know, maybe it's actually this and uh, we can actually look it up and find it. But either way, I, I trust that uh, that Nick is a good person. You guys uh, have seen him here on the program before. And uh, I think that whatever each one of you does to try and raise the awareness level of the American people, uh, it's vitally important. So keep up the good work. I love each and every one of you. Good luck. God bless. We will see you tomorrow.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.